that's uh, it's all good. Yeah. It's, it's some uh, some semblance of normal, although we may not be quite there yet. It has been in in many ways, on many levels, uh, quite a year, hadn't it been? It, it has been. It, you know, it, it's. Uh, it's easy to look back on the exhaustion and the, the trials and tribulations that we all went through. But uh, in its entirety, it was a pretty successful year. It was a, uh, it was a successful year just getting games played. And uh, then to have uh, won the number of national championships that we won, including that uh, great Baylor victory in uh, men's basketball. But, uh, you know, the, the, we, we competed well at a, in a whole bunch of ways. We were undefeated in the postseason in football. Um, there was just a lot to be thankful for. And, and uh, you know, you, you look back and uh, try to dwell on the blessings and not the uh, trials and tribulations. So. It, uh, it was a good year, but I still find myself tired. <laughs> I bet. And, it, it, you know, sometimes summer or summer should be, I think, to recharge, rejuvenate yourself. Have you had a chance to do that this year? Not, not just yet. Not uh, so much, right? I, uh, I, I was uh, going to get away for a little bit of R&R uh, the week of my nephew's wedding, and he was getting married in uh, Deer Valley, Utah. And uh, we rented a house. And as it turned out, it was the week of the CFP board meeting and the NIL uh, report out and the uh, Supreme Court decision. Oh, and so uh, that the, the week kind of dissolved as a, as R and R and and uh, evolved into mostly work. So anyway, I I need to I need to accomplish that before all breaks loose again. What are the challenges uh, from your office in, in your perspective when it comes to NIL? Oh, it's we're we're a ways from it. Um, it. It intersects with us a bit when it comes to our conference championships and and how student athletes might activate around uh, those championships. And you know, a lot of it is uh, uh, to do with intellectual property uh, using the the marks and logos of the big 12 or or some of our championship logos those are those are protected by law and so there's there's limitations on what you can do uh, just as there are with institutional marks and logos and so you know there it's not the wild wild west per se but you you know with regard to nil you really have to kind of get yourself to the point where you accept the fact that things are changing and um, that's that's what I had to do when I was involved with the NCAA Solutions Group. Is just uh, I I started looking at making incremental change, and it it was not very meaningful, and it was just as hard as making broader scale change. And so instead, I I finally got myself to the point where I said, you know, let's let's look at this in a holistic way and try and get to a point where it makes some sense. Um, we wanted to make sure that there were. Um, we minimized inducements that were in part of, of this, and we minimized the extent to which uh, decisions to transfer or enroll at a particular institution were involved. You know, those things are impermissible now, and people still do it. So, you know, they're, they're, if you're if you're inclined to break the rules, you're probably still going to break the rules. And and yet, um, I, I think you have to look at this and say, you know, there are just going to be some things in the future that weren't permitted in the past that are now going to be permitted in the future and that student athletes have some right to to uh, public pub, uh, uh, publicity and and uh, to name image and likeness and and rights of personal uh, personal uh, uh, privilege and so you know it, it's uh, 
it's change that's difficult. Uh, you know, everybody loves change as long as it doesn't affect them. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it's, uh, we find ourselves in a situation where there's a, all of a sudden a lot of change, and, uh, and it's unnerving, and there isn't any doubt about that. But uh, uh, change is coming, and it started on July 1st. But, the, you know, the roof didn't fall in. The, the sky didn't fall. Uh, we, we've heard some things that are at least troubling, but they're also... Um, you know, it's not every student athlete that's activating around name, image, and likeness, and and uh, many of them. I mean, it, it, this was intended to be able to uh, allow student athletes to give lessons for fees, to make appearances for compensation, to sign autographs, to you know endorse products and do those kinds of things. Uh, on its face, it's uh, it's an appropriate extension of student athletes' rights and anybody's personal rights, but. Um, you know there are those that'll manipulate it, and uh, but that's not new. I mean, we we've been having those players in the game for for a long time, and so uh, you know we uh, it's just uh, for an old guy like me, it's it's hard to get your arms around uh, saying, okay, well that used to be impermissible, and now you know it's going to be okay to do that. And that was going to be my point. Uh, the landscape of college athletics is changing, and how do you get your arms around that? Well, for me, it's it's drawing a bright line. You know what what is uh, an appropriate role for a student athlete? I mean, the 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 quid pro quo for participation in athletics is room, board, books, tuition, and fees, full cost of attendance. Uh, the Alston ruling allows us to to give 5980 and other benefits, and they can get a Pell Grant, and, and you know it's a it's a pretty good lot in life. Most kids on campus would trade places with a, the student athlete, but you also have to draw a bright line and say, yeah, but in addition to that, they have their private rights of, of publicity, and they have the right to their name, image, and likeness, and so you know, okay, we'll we'll. We'll grant you that, um, but it's uh, and in fact, grant it is not the right way to say it. It's it's your inalienable right to do it. You have it, I have it, we all have it in our personal lives. Not everybody can profit off of it, however. And and you know the the person that says, well, I've got twenty thousand followers on Instagram, it's worth X number of dollars. Well, it, it isn't worth X number of dollars unless you go out and uh, you know market yourself and produce content and run run a business and not everybody's going to be willing to do that and not everybody's going to be capable of doing it at a at a very high level uh, you know there'll be a few student athletes that make a lot of money at this and and then there'll be a whole bunch that make a little bit and and then a very large number that don't make anything because they don't want to spend the time or don't have the time or or don't have the expertise so you know it, it's it is a sea change but uh, but it's uh, um I've finally gotten myself to the point where I understand it well enough to know that, that the time has come and uh, that, that we're going to move down this path. And uh, I, I actually believe that the enterprise is very resilient. The college athletics is very resilient. I believe we will get a uniform state statute at some point in time or we will get federal preemption and, and uh, we'll get, we won't have a 50-state patchwork of, of rules and laws. And uh, I, I think, you know, we'll eventually get, bring some order to it, and there'll be more clarity than there is now about what you can do and what you can't do. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's an optimist talking. There, there are those on the other side of it who could say it's, you know, the end of the world. Hmm. 
Bob, one of your stops in the past was uh, with Stanford, which had a stranglehold on the Learfield Directors' Cup for 25 straight years, which is unbelievable. But this year it's uh, one of the Big 12 schools, University of Texas, that's number one in the nation in those all-sports rankings. That That's a huge accomplishment for UT and for our league, isn't it? Uh, it, it absolutely is. It's emblematic of the, the best program in college athletics. and. Uh, um, you know, when I was at Stanford, I I wanted to make darn sure that it didn't happen on my watch. <laughs> right. and so I got through seven years of it yeah. without uh, without losing it. But uh, it's a huge accomplishment for Texas. They had a great year. I think they won three national championships and a bunch of conference champions, thirteen, I believe. And so they they really had a whale of a year in a in a year of great turmoil. And so um, it's it's great. I think it's great for the league. It's great for Texas. Um, you know, repeating is going to be <laughs> right. going to be tough because uh, Stanford. Uh, you know, they they went through that dropping of sports, and and now they're those have been restored. And so I, my guess is they'll uh, they'll they'll be uh, still formidable in terms of uh, that competition. But congrats to to the Longhorns. Yeah. That was a heck of accomplishment. What does it mean, talking about national championships, what does it mean to have Baylor, a school in the Big 12, to win the men's basketball national championship for the for the, for the Baylor and for the profile of the league also? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it was great. And, and um, you know, it's easy to be happy for, for Scott Drew and easy to be happy for his team. Um, you guys know what it was like when he inherited that program. Uh, a lot of people uh, wondered uh, why in the world he, he would take that job. Um, and of course, they knew his dad, and, and they knew lots about the Drew family. And I'm I'm just really happy for Scott and, and his assistants and his team. And um, they they did it the right way. And remarkably, they did it with a seven-game disruption in the middle of the season. And I I just think uh, you know they they played uh, they were playing great in December, and then COVID hit, and and they I remember the Iowa State game. They just about got beat at home. On the first game back, and uh, and then uh, by the time they played their last four games in the NCAA tournament, they were not losing to anybody. They were they were really good, and uh, you know they beat they beat a great Gonzaga team, and uh, they beat them soundly. Well, we appreciate your time. Uh, thank you very much. This is fun. And what are we, uh, six weeks or so, seven weeks, I guess, from kickoff. So it'll be here before we know it. you got to get some time off before between now and then. I'm going to work on that. And, uh, <laughs> and I, but I, uh, you know what, I, I have to say uh, I'm, I'm energized by uh, the, the likelihood that we'll see something close to normal. And uh, I'll look forward to getting to Waco and seeing some games this fall. And, and I just... Uh, even though we've got uh, ongoing challenges, I, I feel really good about